0: Good morning. It's Wednesday, December twenty first, and the market's up in pre market. Um, let me look at right now. Oh, let me look at my phone. Um, I think it was the Dow was up like three hundred points. Expected three hundred points. Uh, yeah, three twenty four. The Nasdaq is up. Expected sixty one. Um, the Dow is up one percent. S and P is expected up point seven five, and Nasdaq up point five. Uh, mainly because of two companies, Nike and FedEx. And we'll look at Nike. But before I go into Nike, uh, realize Wells Fargo yesterday got to 42. Let me see. In the morning candle, the high was 42.56. Remember, we bought it, uh, myself and a couple of others in the the YouTube live group. We bought it at $40.50. Still holding. Um, it looks like it's going to open up at 41, just above 41. It closed at $40.98. Yesterday's day range was between $40.97, which it hit in the afternoon, um, to 42.56, which it hit at the open. If I wanted to scalp it and I was actually watching the charts, I might've sold it right at the open once it lost its confirmation. Um, and, and. Let me just go to Active Trader Pro and I'll kind of review the chart with you. So if we go to a two-day uh, and I just look at yesterday, here's yesterday's action. And it's a, f- a one-minute chart. We can go to a five-minute chart. That's probably better. Um, but you can clearly see. See how it's above that nine-day? It's above the nine-day. It's above the 21-day. The 9 days the green. The 21 is the yellow. That pink is what's called VWAP, volume-weighted average price. Uh, I use it sometimes as a guide, sometimes I don't, but once it broke that nine day, which is right here, and it closed below it, which is at uh ten twenty so it was an hour twenty minutes into the trading session, and I could have sold it at about forty two so buying at forty dollars and fifty cents, selling at forty two take a two three four percent gain. Um, probably would have been better scalping it that way, but you know, this was not identified as a scalp minimum 10%. So I'll hold on to it. Um, I'll probably regret that, but also trading lesson, I only bought 20% of the lot that I'd wish to hold. So I didn't go all in. Um, but that there's kind of the diary of the trade that I've done. I haven't done finished the diary because the trade is uh, still open. So I do diary my trades. Uh, so just a little learning. But Nike is the big one. They're way up. Uh, I think 12%. Um, it is going to be well above this. I brought this up to you guys before. Uh, I think when this gain happened uh, and we we saw this at October 6th, I think it was October 6th, somewhere in this neighborhood, I said, it's under 100. It's close to 90 It's below that 200-day. This is a classic American company, Nike is. Um, You can expect it to go back to the 200-day at 102. So if you want to make 10%, move from 90 to 99 at least. Um, It's run all the way up to 114 here. And then it got you out with a 16% gain. Well, we touched the 200-day yesterday. And that was probably a good indication. And I probably need to set up some alerts for... Uh, stocks that touch their 200-day on the downside. Because if they touch the 200-day on the downside, they're most likely going up. The danger was, hey, there was this gap, and I probably would have alerted you guys right before earnings. There's a gap down here. Don't play the earnings. It's not worth the gamble. Well, yesterday it was worth the gamble. Today, this one's going to open up at about 114 to 115 at these 52-week. Is it 52-week highs? Let me see. let's see where it's at, Um, 52-week high, I'm sorry, is 171. So it's still 40% below that. The PE is 29. It's significantly expensive. Dividend is 1.32. You are down 38% year to date. So um, again, this is an expensive stock. Wouldn't have expected it, but they killed it. Absolutely killed it. On earnings. Let me see if I have some notes here on the earnings. I don't think that I do. I think I just said hey, they they beat it. Uh beat earnings up almost 12%. Uh I said to buy it about under a hundred. Uh, and of course I didn't. That was my note. Uh another Dow component that beat was FedEx. Now, this is interesting because they beat on their earnings per share, but they didn't beat on their revenue. Uh, and they also cited uh Um, that they're going to cut their costs by almost a billion dollars faster than they were before. Um, And they said there's depleting demand outlook uh, and that will continue. So, um, sorry, the dogs are barking in the back. But that's not good for shippers. Um, If you're having depleted volume, that's not really not good for shippers. So we can look at uh, some of our uh, other shippers that we've looked at. Zim, this probably will be down. Uh, Eagle Bulk, I kind of forget all of these shippers um, that I've traded in the past, but yeah. That's the ball. (laughs) My friend got my uh, dog a ball. Let me hit pause real quick just to make sure everything's okay. So, sorry, everything's okay. It was the, the... ball hitting the door and then the dog hitting the door but um chippers yeah the weak outlook um the other thing so i probably i've been talking about this one for a while and unfortunately the um the prediction came true but tesla has finally filled the gap and we can look at the chart here um The gap was at 137, 138. It hit it yesterday. In pre-market, it's trading around 140. And if we pull up the daily chart, I kind of showed this one earlier because I looked at it a little bit. But see that gap right there? And see that white line? Yeah, we're touching it. The danger is when I pulled this up and I tried to look at some, um, some volume shelves, we have no support below this your r s i right now is at twenty four your macd is way down It is going to be up a couple of percentage points in pre market Elon is stepping down as c e o of twitter um not quite yet though he still needs to find a new c e o so there's still some 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 issues there um and and the main thing is uh I drove past a tesla dealer uh service center yesterday. They've got so many cars that are waiting to get delivered. So I wouldn't expect Q4 to be up. I would expect Q4 to be a little tough. They're giving significant incentives, um, supercharger miles, um, some additional uh, benefits if you buy now. But Q1, remember that the uh, electri- you know, the tax credits from the national standpoint uh, go into place for many of these cars. And so um, you've got $7,500 coming back. The last time that you had tax discounts on a Tesla was 2018 or 2019, I believe. So you could see a huge influx of purchases come in the, the first quarter. And so I would expect this to kind of, remember what I always say, the fact that your grandmother is cooking meatloaf Next Christmas is already priced into the market, so you can't time these things, you can't look at it, but you do have to look at this and say, okay, uh, is it time to actually buy in? And I don't know that it's actually time to buy in um, because, look at this four-hour chart, the, you're still below those Bollinger Bands. Um, the Bollinger Bands are still going down. That 200-day is clearly in a downward direction. The 50 day the 9 day the 21 day they're all in downward directions the earnings are coming up january 25th what will happen is probably january 1st january 2nd they're gonna release their q4 uh auto sales and that will probably be either a catalyst down or a catalyst up for the company but that's the next catalyst on this one unless for some reason elon decides hey i'm gonna step down i'm gonna focus on tesla uh, or full self-driving all of a sudden becomes smart enough to actually drive you around. Eh, who knows? But Tesla has filled that gap. Um, one that I've said was a hype play and might not be a hype play anymore is Moderna. Uh, we, I highlighted this one getting the 205.23. 205.23. Um, you're trading at 201 right now, 205.23 was the secondary kind of gap up after it got you out with a quick one, but 185 was really the, the buy on this one. Moderna is a stock that let's see the, uh, the 52 week high 52 week high on this one is still 281. So you're 28% below that, but this is a $400 stock last year. And this one's huge. I mean, let's go back and we'll look at a, let's look at a weekly. Look, it's up at $400 here, September, 2021. So you, you've pretty much crashed down. Um, this one has, you know, all the volume support in the world at this point right here. Let's look at, uh, we'll bring it back to the $400 range where it was trading in $400. It's not a whole lot of people holding on up there. Not a lot of people. The majority of people have it between 134 and 140 because, again, it was a great, great play there. There's talks about um, China getting allowing Moderna vaccine to be distributed. Um, Gottlieb was on. He's on the board of Pfizer. He said they've talked to to China about allowing them to use their vaccine, Um, but the Chinese believe that they're close with an mRNA vaccine. He says they're probably not. But mRNA is one that's up. So uh Wells Fargo, I went over. Let's look at Bank of America since we looked at Wells Fargo because they had a cross up as well soon recently too. 3176. Uh, and this one, unlike Wells Fargo, has confirmation above that nine day. So if you wanted to get into Bank of America and you didn't get into Wells Fargo, I think you could take either one. They're fairly similar. Um, not too crazy. Uh, One thing that I should say, Buffett owns Bank of America, uh, a lot of it. Their earnings are coming up in the beginning of January, so um, there's a a catalyst there. Let's take a look at uh, Boyle and KOLD because Boyle is still continuing. I think it's up slightly in the pre-market. Let me look at it real quick in um, Active Trader Pro. It won't switch you over there because it's not really worth it. The pre market is 26, it closed at close to 25. 2650, it closed at close to 2572. So I, I don't expect it to have. See that little green candle? You got gaps up here. You got a gap that was created here between 2676 and 2970. So at some point you come back and you 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 get that one. The algorithm doesn't have you in. The the MACD is clearly crossing down. Your RSI is at 34. So if you wanted to play Boyle, uh, it might be a good bounce back. Let's look at KOLD. Just KOLD is the inverse. Uh, you're in at 1740. It gapped up. You're at a 1989. Um, good year. Good year. Graduate high school in 1988. But your RSI is at 62. Um, this one is crossing up. The MACD is still continuing to go. But you, do, you did create that gap. You covered this gap between 1771 and 1919. Uh, well, you covered it on the way down, but you covered it back on the way up. So I, I, I think KOLD is your long-term play. Just my opinion, but I think KOLD is your long-term play. Um, let's take a look at SOXL and SOXS. These are the uh, triple levered chip um, ETFs. And SOXL, which is the long, which means um, the the chips will go up, has no confirmation. It's below that nine day. It's on the bottom end of that Bollinger Band. But the RSI is 35. Uh, The MACD is crossing down. You're out of this one. Doesn't have you in. Nothing crazy going on here. Um, No huge movement. But it's clearly using that 200-day as a resistance level. Um, See that 200-day is right about... 13, you're trading at $10.40. So a 30% move up to the 200 day. At some point, I think that comes back into play. SOSS, on the other hand, you've got a gap up here um, between 46 and 54. Um, where is that 200 day? That 200 day, though, is right within that gap. It's right at the beginning of the gap. So, if SOXS is being drawn back up to the 200-day, and it's going to use that as a resistance level, um, then you're going to start to fill that gap. I don't know that you actually fill the gap, but you're going to start to fill that gap. Um, You're trading right now at 37, and that gap again starts at 46. So, if you think chips are going to go down, SOXS is your play. Eh, It's a little too murky for me. I'm not necessarily getting into it. The algorithm has you into SOXS, not SOXL. SOXS, you're in at 33, and it's trading at 37. So you've made your 10%. I always say be careful with that one. Um, I always talk about TQQQ under 20. It was trading at 17 yesterday after its kind of collapse, if you will. Not necessarily collapse, but it did go down. And TQQQ is one um, that I believe could go back to 20. You don't have confirmation on this one. There is, you're not in it as far as the algorithm goes. Uh, a couple of people that I do know, uh, one that's listening on YouTube right now, Zefan, got into TQQQ yesterday. You can gamble like that. Sometimes when you have these multiple down days and nothing is going right, you can absolutely gamble and just buy this one and say, you know, I'm going to have a tight stop loss if it if it goes down. Remember, these things move quickly. So this downward pressure right here, you could be seeing the start of a button hook. I particularly probably would wait for a confirmation. It means that you're going to miss out on some of the gain. But the um, there RSI is at 35. That's just low for this. Um, the the MACD is starting to cross up, but it's not quite crossing the the. The uh the signal line. When we look at SQQQ, this was one somebody at I think James or somebody had, had said um, yesterday. Hey, I'm in this one. Should I keep it? I said keep it. um You started to cover this gap. You started to cover it at about fifty four. It's trading now at fifty two. Let me see what it is in pre market. <clears throat> uh, pre market SQQQ is trading at fifty one fifty one ninety. So you'd really have to uh, see this one kind of break down in order to see that button hook, but you're starting to see it. Um, if you're in at 47, if you're in at 49, even if you're in at 50, I might start to think about taking some profits just because, um, again, these things move so quickly. And, and I would hate to see you lose those profits because the the 200 days right at 47 And if this thing's going to move up, it's going to cover this gap to 58. If it's going to move down, you're going to come down to that 200 day. And you could do that in one session with these triple levered ones. It's that quick. So uh, Nike's up, FedEx, Tesla, S&P. Yeah, let's look at SPY. Because there's a lot of strategists yesterday that are looking at 3,400 and It's strategists. It's not technis technicians. Technicians look at those gaps. They look at things with the charts. Um, Strategists say, "Hey, your your cost per earning, your cost per share is just going to go down." So they're looking at thirty four hundred. And so if we looked at SPY, remember you just take a zero off uh, the end of the S and P, and that's essentially where SPY trades. And let's take a look at the daily four hour. eh, It works fairly well. You're out of SPY. You wouldn't be in the, the the stock market, in into SPY if you're trading on the algorithm. But it's below that Bollinger Band. And 3,400 is down in this level. Down here, 340. So um, I'm going to bring this back quite a bit. Um, we're going to load up more data on this. And we're going to shrink this up because I want to show you where 3,400 is um we're going to look do 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 340 and we're going to put it right there that's 340 and so let's take a look at um 340 if we're looking at 340 and we've got boom and we've got do 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 you have 11% down on this buy just you know, this is the great thing about um, trend spiders. You can do that quickly. Simple as that. When you hear that that technicians think that it's thirty four hundred, just go and see how how much further down we have to go. It's about ten per ten or eleven percent. Um, I saw that. I don't know. I mean, I I think it's it's using this two hundred day at four hundred and five as a clear resistance level. And until further notice, that's where it's going to, it's going to use it as resistance. Until we get into a bull market, you're not going to see it go above that. Um, you know, you look at the weekly and we still have to go d- you know, down to that 3,600 to get to the 200 day. So you can see, uh, let's look at the, look at the volume levels that you have here. I'm going to pull this back to COVID. Because a lot of people are saying before, they're, they're kind of comparing stocks pre-COVID. And if you pull this back to COVID, you've got a clear volume shelf here. Um, right there, between 385 and 394. If you lose that volume shelf, you don't have a whole lot going down. And, and 345 is where there's a significant volume shelf right there. And that's probably why technicians think. Um, that 3,400 is a fairly good one because um, the earnings per share being brought down moves it towards that range uh, and you can kind of tell. So yeah, let's look at Micron. Uh, this is a, I forget where they're based out of, but Micron's been one of my favorite ones. It just hasn't performed well at all. Uh, it's down at 50. I think the the pivot point on this one is 50. Anything below 50, I think you're safe buying. But chips are just not, you know, they've got this chip glut. They report, let me look real quick. Uh, I think it's today after the bell, Uh, December 21st. It is post-market, it is post-market December 21st. So today after the bell, you're going to hear from Micron. Uh, Their RSI is down at 32. The MACD is well below. Uh, I don't expect a huge announcement like oh my god we killed it we sold more than we wanted uh i expect an update on um just their backlog so but again i think if, if it dips under 50 i think you're okay buying that one because just look. let's look at the daily um and let's look at some trends because it has used the 200 day up here at 65 as its resistance Today, the 200 days, at 61. It's nowhere close to that. $50 is just, you know, it's kind of putting in, um, there's no real trend here. There's no, I mean, it's a messy, messy chart. It's a downward spiraling stock. And if you look at it, the PE is six, the forward PE is 16. Uh, Next year's earnings per share expected to grow by 594%. They're going to pull that down. They're absolutely going to pull that down year to date it's down forty five percent just doesn't make sense so but chips don't make sense uh they they just there's still a chip shortage, and we're going into the year with a glut of chips um certain chips, and micron is one of those so uh tom uh, with coal, there are better symbols than b t u remember we talked about b t u Peabody Energy. There's a couple of people that got into BTU. It's a great stock. Oh my god, it's been running. Uh, in fact, look at that. We had a cross up yesterday on BTU twenty eight eighty nine. Perfect timing, Tom. Um, yeah, this one. You, if you look at it, and we're gonna pull this back. I'm gonna pull it here. The last time we had a cross up, and we had a huge run. Uh, look at the volume shelf. Right at that twenty-eight level, twenty-eight eighty-nine is the the buy-in. Tom says if you like coal, he likes Arch and CEIX. Let's look at Arch. Um, Arch is one downward trending for the last few weeks. Um, you got out with a recent one. The algorithm that makes you twenty-three percent um, buying and holding makes you two hundred thirty-nine percent. You have twenty-six positions within a thousand candles. You win 46% of the time and your average win is 9%. Let's look at ARCH versus BTU on the fundamental side. ARCH, their PE is 2. They have a 0.72% dividend. They are up 77% year to date. Uh, Let's look at BTU since that's kind of the gold standard. Their PE is 3, so it's a bit more expensive. They're up 184% year to date. Earnings per share this year is 115% you're still 15% below your 52-week high. So your 52-week high is 33. You're trading at 28. I think with the, the abundance of uh, potential of uh, opening China, even though they're in the midst of a crazy COVID breakout, um, you could see, oh, Carnival adjusted loss. Carnival lost uh, adjusted share per loss. Um, but he likes Arch and he likes CEIX. Let's say CEIX is console energy. Ascending triangle, a cross up yesterday at 72.69. Let's look at their fundamentals. Uh, CEIX, their PE, expensive at six. Uh, Earnings per share this year, 357%. Next year is 122%. Year to date, it's 224% up. Uh, You're butting right up against your 52-week high. You're only 8% below it. You're 286% above your 52-week low. Um, Arch currently trading at about $140. Fair value is $200 or more, including oil, special extra dividends. This year, Arch has distributed more than $25 per share. So Arch is his favorite. And you, ironically, that's the one with a cross-up. No, you don't have a cross-up. You're actually out of Arch. But let's take a look at that MACD. Um, we're probably going to have a cross-up here today. So $140. Um, let's look at Arch. Let's look at the monkeys. What did the monkeys say? Um, June, hold to buy $225 price target. Uh, September of last year, there was a $110 price target. So you can see November 8th, revenues beat, uh, expectations. Simply Wall Street's there. Zach's, I hate the PR Newswire. Arch Resources reports third quarter earnings. Look at the third quarter earnings. If you want to invest in art, BTU had the cross up. I still like BTU uh, for some reason. I think this one's, you know, again, let's look at their 52 week high. It's trading at 28. Um, 52 week high is 33. I think you could go back there. So I like BTU. Um, Tom also says to consider there are many upsides to oil service providers in addition to Halliburton and Schlumberger. Uh, Halliburton we've talked about here. I'm not a big fan of Halliburton. Dick Cheney's on the board or was on the board. They got some war issues in Iraq. Uh, Schlumberger is one that I do like. Um, there's political issues with this one too. You just had a cross up here at 51.33. It's trading at 51.76. Um, the MACD is down, but you can see what's funny is. So here you're trading at about $52, and that MACD just slides, the RSI slides, but this stock holds up. Uh, you didn't quite cover this gap at about 46. Um, you've kind of held up at 50 here. In a downward trending market and a downward trending energy sector, this one is held up. 51.33 right now. Uh, let's look at SLB, they are expensive. Um, their PE is twenty-four. Their 52 week high is 50 56. So you're 7% below that. Uh 1.35% dividend. Year to date, they're up 72%. So it's expensive. Um uh look at ACDC Uh Yeah. OIH I've brought up before. Uh, it's an ETF of oil, um, producers and wait a cross up here at 296. You're trading at 293. It's been an expensive one. It's probably going to go down to that 200 day. If oil continues to slide that gap that you see right there, not in play, it's underneath the 200 day. Um, again, even with energy, look at that downturn on the MACD significant, but we saw some cross ups in there. Um, right now the RSI is at 53. So it's a decent, decent stock ETF, but um, but yeah. Um, look at Energy Transfer. I think Energy Transfer ET. Um, that is one that I think Tom had told me. ET came up as a cross up, uh, and ironically brought it up. Eleven sixty six was the buy. This is a great, great company. Uh, ET. Uh, oh no, ET uh ET phone home PE is 8 9% dividend year to date it's up 41% it is 10% below its 52 week high so you had a cross up the algorithm makes you 64% buying and holding makes you 78% you have 24 positions you win 42% of the time and your average win is 11% in the algorithm it's a good company to buy uh, we talk about natural gas and I talked about boil and KOLD. I haven't talked about this one in a while cause it's been in an absolute slide. LNG. This is Chenier energy. This one may have had its day. It crossed the 200 day, but my belief is since we're going into winter and it's still getting cold and we're heading into a, uh, site bomber cyclone, whatever they're called here in the the East, it's going to affect Christmas travel. Um, this 200-day is at 164. You're trading at 153. At 150, I think you could still buy this one and be completely happy. Uh, these trades up here have been great. It crossed its 200-day. It's below the 9-day. The algorithm does not have you in. That MACD is in free fall. The RSI is at 33. Remember, this is a company that takes cheap natural gas from the U.S. and about like, you know, four. I think it was $8 per metric ton or whatever they they... Used to measure it. um, It sells it over in Europe for about $70. Now the problem is Europe has um, uh, basically storage issues. They can't unload it fast enough. They can't store it because their storage is completely filled. So if Putin gets a little bit more crazy with Ukraine, um, starts shutting down Nord Stream, you could see this stock immediately go back up. Make no mistake about it. This is an expensive stock. They've had a bunch of special dividends. Um, Forward PE is seven. It's up 51% year to date. This is 15% above, or I'm sorry, below its 52-week high. It is 53% above its 52-week low. It is not making money. They had spent a ton of money on their capital costs. So it is a bit risky. Take a look at this one. If we even go back, let's take a look at weekly because weekly is going to show you how far this one has run since COVID. It still hasn't had the COVID pullback like we saw in every other single stock. Um, you just haven't seen it. You know, LNG. GIS is a great example too. Haven't seen that pullback since COVID. Let's look at the weekly. Um, you know, you're seeing it kind of, that's March 2020. Still go on, so there there are some stocks that hasn't, haven't seen that. And speaking of pullbacks, uh, let's bash Jim Cramer again. <laughs> uh, what was it? Uh, Eleven twenty. So just what a month ago, one month ago, Jim Cramer said, uh, "Disney, pay ninety eight dollars if you can. Under a hundred's great. That will be nothing versus where it goes today. It's at eighty five. Let's take a look at Disney." And let's take a look at this dinosaur of stock pickers. Um, I do say anything under hundred, you could probably buy Disney. Um, I think I said ninety-five or you know whatever. It's at eighty-seven dollars. But here's the thing that I've always pointed out: um, with Chapin in charge, it wasn't good. With uh, uh, Iger in charge, I think it's better. But the PE is still forty-nine. If they reinstate a dividend. You can expect this to be like Boeing, um, and we can look at Boeing, but Boeing is on its way to restoring its dividend, and that's why you're seeing this stock uh, just in, in, in a record run. 129 was the buy-in on October 4th. You're still in that, and the MACD has come down, but that 9-day and the 21-day are super strong. The 50-day, golden cross right here. Uh, when it golden crossed, it traded in the 170s. It's at 188. Uh, Let's take a look at a weekly on this one because this one will be interesting. Take a look at that. It's moving its way back to its 200-day at 231. Boeing's a a good company to buy. The problem is it has had such a run. Uh, But yeah, Jim Cramer is crazy. Uh, Zevin posted in our Facebook group last night. And by the way, if you're not part of the Facebook group, just go to the, uh, the link tree. And the Facebook, I think the logo's right under my picture. It's on the left. Um, but he posted, he went and checked some oil energy stocks, uh, with my algo, cause he did sign up for TrendSpider. So he's got my algorithm. If you do sign up for a TrendSpider, let's take a look. How many days are left on the current thing? Uh, $390 for the year, uh, and it's five days left. So if you sign up for that, but he looked at some energy stocks and they do have some entries. Devon energy first, I own it. I've held it since I think 53. It got a buy in here at 59.39. So um, that was yesterday. (laughs) Got you out, but then it got you back in 59.39. Uh, Marathon oil, MRO is the symbol. Um, We have a buy in here at 28.03. It's using that 200 day as its support level. Clearly, it's got that support level. It's 27.14. No reason not to buy it. Now, other than if we're heading into a recession, these are going to get killed still. Uh, PXD, which is one with a crazy dividend. Uh, Let me check the dividend on MRO. I think it's decent. I don't think it's huge, though. Um, I think it's down. Yeah, it's 1.33. Now, since we're on uh, FinViz, PXD, dividend 11%, just so you know. So while you're holding this one, even if it goes down, you're getting paid 11%. 227.10. And it's putting in that kind of support level there while the MACD kind of goes up. It's not a huge buy, not a huge buy symbol, but it's energy. And I would say it's big. Fang, which is diamondback, another big dividend. I think it's 9% or something. Um, 136.26. So uh, let's take a look at Fang uh, 2% dividend. I'm sorry. I overstated that one, but they are 19% be- below their 52 week high. So you've got room to grow in these energy stocks. And in fact, Devon's up 2% above 60. I said, Devon, anything under 60, uh, I would point out also Oxy, uh, kind of got close to below 60. It had a buy-in here at 6473. You can buy it at 62. Now the MACD closed even down lower. But I think these oil stocks start to go back to their 200-day. With Oxy, this is a Warren Buffett one. Poured billions of dollars into this one. So uh, bullish for Google. The NFL is looking at Google as the probable host of Sunday Ticket, which you know that means they get my money. Uh, Ironically, I bought a Chromecast last night too. And I got to tell you, I was fairly impressed. Um, Wasn't impressed with the interface. Uh, still think Apple does it way better on the Apple TV, significantly better, makes it easy, um, because their apps are easy to sign into. You don't, you can use your iPhone as a a keyboard. Um, probably would have helped if I had a Google phone, but I did use the Google app. So it it helped a little bit. Um, but Google, uh, remember Sunday ticket built direct TV. When Sunday Ticket next year goes off of DirecTV, I predict uh, DirecTV's dead. Just absolutely dead. So they're going with Google. I think it's hugely bullish for Google. Um, Scans. Let's talk about two scans. Three. We'll talk about three. Um, Mara. First one. This one has been killer. Because I said, hey, I, I, I think I was recommending it here at six to get back to the 200 day at 10 um, it's down at $3, $3.89. Uh, if you got in on this one, it took you way down and had a huge leg down. This is crypto. This is a miner. This is a crypto miner. So Mara is one that you could absolutely pay, play to trade. Here's my caveat. And I said this, when, when this one ran up to 7 I said once it loses its confirmation, it could go quick. It lost its confirmation on December 5th from this one. Uh, It never gained back. 100% never gained back. It's at 389. Let me see what it is in pre-market. Mara in pre-market is trading right at 389. Closed at 390. Um, I would suggest you put a very tight stop loss on this one and trade it. I don't know that it's getting back to that 200-day. Um, let's take a look. I don't think that they're making money. Yeah, they're not making money. Forward PE is five. This is a minor. Um, September 23rd, BTIG research, buy to neutral. The target price is seven. Look at these target prices from earlier this year. 50, 65. Um, yeah, this is how how little the monkeys know. Um, Coinbase versus Marathon digital holdings. Motley Fool article. Read that one. I haven't read it but I guarantee it gives you better information than I do. Um but Mara is one that triggered on the algorithm. I bring it up all the time. I probably, you know what? I'm going to put I should I put this in the core holdings? Maybe I'll put that as a um a question on the uh the podcast. Should I put Mara in the uh in the core holdings? I don't know. I'll leave it out. <clears throat> but um M N S T. This came up on the, uh, arc, uh, scan. I believe this is an interesting one and it's an interesting one because I kind of, I was on YouTube live and I'm kind of going over it. And I said, you know, this would be good for the options player that wants to buy puts. And the reason it's good for the options player that may want to buy puts is because I think it's coming down back down to this gap that is over the 200 day. You've got this gap between 95 and the 200 days at 93. I don't feel, think it fills the full one, but look at that MACD go down. Stock hasn't really reacted and now it's crossing up and it's at 101.26 is the cross up. And let's take a look. The PE is 44. This is super, super expensive. It is only 3% below its 52-week high. Year-to-date, it's up 5%. This is a one that I think if you play options, I think you could play puts on this one, and I think you could do well. I am not an options person. I would not buy this expecting it to go way higher than its 52-week high, and that's why I brought it up because I thought it was good. Now, in the energy scan uh, I brought up, uh, Venom, or Viper, which V-N-O-M is the symbol, Thirty-one sixteen is the price. It's clearly using that 200-day support. It went down, started to fill this gap down here at 29 but I do think that you could play this one for a fairly good um, bounce. Again, if you think energy's going up, Viper may be the one. Slightly expensive, PE is $14, it has got a 6% dividend. Year-to-date, it's up 46%. So uh, I like it. I like it a lot, a lot. Let me see. James REI opening up 4%. Boyle has gotten beaten down a little pre-market. TSLI went up 8% yesterday down pre-market. GIS up 1% pre-market. Wells Fargo up 0.8% pre-market. Keeping an eye on WMT. Uh, Let me pause real quick. Sorry, dog came in and she is, Aunt Nikki bought her a ball and she is crazy. Uh, Let's look at some, I'm going to take a look at um, a couple of ones that I've led people into uh, that maybe they should have gotten out of, but REI, that's it by the way, Viper was the last scan. REI, uh, this is one trading at $2.26, the buy-in was $2.36. You're getting that button hook, you've got a confirmation above that nine day, Uh, I would say if you get above that nine day and you get a couple of candles that are above that, I think you could look at this one going back to 277. Um, I like it. Um, Let's look at Wells Fargo. Where did Wells Fargo open up? Let's see. Wells Fargo, uh, it's got a little green candle, a baby green. It's at uh, 41.41. I'm going to put this in my brokerage holdings. Because I do own it now. Uh, I love Transpider. I love Transpider. Just add it into that list. Wells Fargo. Their earnings are coming up on January 12th. I like that one. Um, GIS. This is General Mills. This is a consumer staple, man. I mean, look. at It's going to cover that gap. It gapped down. See that gap? Gap down. Got you out here. I think it's coming back up here to 87. It's at 83. Um... GIS, uh, do, 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 do. it is trading 5% below. It's 52-week high of 88. Yeah, PE is 17. It's expensive. Dividend is 2.6%. Year-to-date is up 23%. So, um, PANW is one that James brings up too. I personally own this one long-term. Uh, I probably should have sold it several times. It's got no confirmation. But look at that beaten down stock. And if we want to find beaten down stocks, by the way, at some point, I'll go into um, uh, FinViz on YouTube Live, maybe today. So hang out a little bit and I'll, we'll go into FinViz and we'll look at some beaten down stocks. But I think that's good enough for the podcast. If you guys made it this far, rate. Um, just hit five stars on, on Spotify. You can see it right up there. If you go into, if you're in Apple Podcasts, it's, it's a ways to rate. And I think that's why I only have freaking nine. If you want to read um, the rating on my show that I put in, Grabbing Other People's Phones, which is the review that I currently do on Apple, you're going to go into the bottom right-hand corner. You're going to go into the library. Then you're going to find my show um, because you should be following my show. And you're going to click on my show. Then you're going to see the current episode and you're going to scroll all the way down. About halfway down, you'll see ratings and reviews. the rating that i just wrote it's titled he's amazing (laughs) but rate me five stars because if you made it this far you're a regular listener um thank you to everybody who supports me with the support remember trend spider sale is going on um it's got five more days i'll get you my algorithm for everybody that has written their own algorithm has asked me to review it i am happy to there are three that i am and you guys know who you are three that i am currently trying to review it's just, you know, babysitting time with the parents, so it's a little bit difficult here, um, but I will get around to it, and I promise I will get around to it. If you guys have any questions, hit me up in the uh, the socials. All of them are listed in the link tree below, uh, and share this. I mean, I, I you know, I, I've been putting out some shorts, trying to get people over to YouTube. Uh, again, YouTube, Twitter, <laughs> most of you people who listen on this podcast are not following me elsewhere. Um, you know, investing is not just listening to a guy on the internet. I get a ton of, uh, emails about thank you for the education. I really appreciate those. Um, but a lot of you folks are probably just listening and maybe buying. That's a mistake. Um, I will, I would be happy to help you guys a little bit more understanding if you need it. And if you've made it this far, you've actually probably done more than most people. So just reach out, join the Facebook group, join, um, you know, the Facebook group, I just did just ban the first person, but I couldn't find out who it was. So if you have any questions, hit me up. Yeah. Talk to you later. See you tomorrow.